Welcome to Wisdom Inspired, a podcast designed to help high achievers to eliminate burnout and overwhelm. Now let's prepare to open our hearts, our minds, and our notebooks to receive today's wisdom. Thank you, Coach Al Dreamer. I'm excited as always to have the opportunity to share with you this morning, and I am going to go right into today's topic. Today's topic is identify and address double-mindedness. Identify and address double-mindedness. We talked a little bit yesterday, um, and I gave you all a challenge question um, and I've done my homework, too. Don't think I'm just giving it out to you and not doing my homework myself, right? Um, and that question that I posed yesterday is, is, are you of one mind or double mind? And as we look a little bit further today, I want us to be able to identify some practical ways that double-mindedness shows up in our lives so that we can be better equipped to really address it. Double-mindedness is a sickness of the heart or the inner self. And there are symptoms of double-mindedness that we can see in our lives. There's instability, inconsistency, vacillating ideas. And I was really intrigued when I looked at the word vacillate, it means, a Latin word means to sway unsteadily. If we look at these symptoms just in business-related issues, right, I won't even get into our personal lives. But if we're operating in business or as leaders, we can simply look at places where we've been inconsistent. Inconsistent not just in um, the amount of times that you do something, but inconsistent from the start and finish of a project or the starting and the finishing of particular endeavors in your business. What happens is we get, I like to say, wide-eyed because we see all the other things going on around us, and we started to say, well, that looks like that's pretty good, or they've gotten a lot of comments from that, or it seems like they're getting a lot of business. And we make decisions or we have vacillating ideas that appear because we don't have all the information. We're only looking at the finished product or even whether it's finished or not, we're only looking at what's being presented to us. And that causes us to be unstable in the ideas that we've been given for our business. We've been given a clear directive of what we're to do in our business, what our business is to look like, who we're meant to serve. And when we're challenged to go deeper, instead of us going within ourselves, we have a tendency to go outward. That can cause us to be double-minded because now we're out of ourselves wearing particular masks to fit in with certain crowds instead of being able to stand alone in our own independence. Another symptom that arises is that we're not fully committed to pleasing God with our businesses at all. We're trying to fit it in with the world at the same time while telling ourselves we're pleasing God because we've only done half of what he told us to do. Now, I know that can be a little harsh to hear because I know it was harsh for me to hear, right? <laughs> and I want to make sure that I understand, I want you all to know that we have to be kind with ourselves because what God never does is condemns us. He's only there to correct us. And as I said, today's topic is to identify and address because with any sickness, 
the issue is to address it because once something's been brought to the light, once it's been addressed and you are fully equipped to address it when you see it and know what it looks like, you're going to be better off in the long run because you'll be able to make the necessary uh, decisions and actions that are needed to make sure not that you're avoiding double-mindedness, but that you're just simply operating in a single-minded thought. Sometimes our desire to relieve ourselves or to avoid some type of emotional, psychological, or spiritual development that is much needed to our unique journey can also be a subtle state of double-mindedness or lead us into a subtle state of double-mindedness. See, many times we don't understand that in business there is a process. There is a process to take something from a startup to something that is producing a nice amount of cash flow that can create a profit for you. There's a process, especially when we start to build anything. God showed us that there's a process to all things, but many, many times the world seems to make us think that life is microwavable, that we can have an idea, and once we set that idea in motion, we do a couple of steps, and now, boom, we have a booming business, cash flow is rolling in, and we are able now to just do all these wonderful, great things that we just so greatly desire. And I'm not saying that we aren't supposed to have desires, goals, and ambitions, but we have to be practical in our approach. And we have to understand that there is a journey taking place because the first and foremost and the only purpose that we've been created for above all else is to please and serve God. And so, yes, he allows us to experience things in this earth and in this life that allows us to fulfill and have a sense of fulfillment. But we must make sure that everything and all things are always and going back to that number one purpose. As I was studying this, it came to mind I got a call from a friend of mine, and she wanted to share with me and ask me some questions about purpose. She said, I see it looks like that you're doing things and you're living your purpose and you're living it out, and I'm just wondering and having a hard time figuring out what's my purpose, she said. And I said to her, well, your purpose is simple, to serve and please God. I said, I didn't always know that, right? I always thought my purpose was some destination that I needed to arrive to or some particular place in life that when I got there, I was going to say this is my purpose. And she said, but no. You know, you you knew that you always love to work with people and serve people, and you're doing those things. And I said, yeah. I don't know what that looks like all the time. I said, but I know what it doesn't look like. I was real clear about what doesn't work for me. I've I've gotten real clear about what I don't want to be. I never want to be the person that continues to cause issues in other people's lives. I desire to serve to be a solution. And there's a lot of other places that people can consume information and consume all sorts of things that can meet their immediate satisfactions that they think they need. But my desire got real clear when I understood what I needed in my own life, and that was to make sure that I allowed myself to experience the things that I needed uniquely to help me develop into who God had desired for me to be. And she thought it was real funny because she said, well, I don't know if I'm not explaining myself right because I'm just trying to figure out, should I go be a lawyer? Should I go do this? And I said, just do it and find out. Once you're in it, only you'll know. Only you know what God is telling you quietly within yourself. And I said, is it that you really want to be a lawyer 
or is it that you want a certain lifestyle? Because those are two different things. So I shared that little clip with you for the moment because I want you to see how double-mindedness can come in because we seek out to want to understand things for ourselves. We don't find it comfortable enough to just simply trust that God is with us no matter what we do on our journey, no matter what steps we take. Now, that doesn't mean that we aren't supposed to live a certain way. doesn't mean that we aren't supposed to address certain issues. But, again, we're talking about double-mindedness and how it creeps up a little bit on us. And that's because we somehow believe there's some other option, right? See, double-mindedness serves to distort our lenses. It wants to take our perception and make us believe that there's an alternative to what God has already told us. Your perception is the most important of the six components of decision-making. And we can see that if we go back to Genesis in the Garden of Eden, that it was perception that the enemy used to distort their view, to cause them to desire something and make them forget all the abundance they had around them and only focusing on the lack of the one thing. Perception is the key to making sure that you address double-mindedness because how you perceive things, how you perceive what's going on around you, how you perceive what you possess and what you don't possess, it's all directly related to the state of double-mindedness, and it will cause you to miss out on things. It will cause you to lose your single-mindedness, focus on what God has already given, promised, and guaranteed you to seek after something that you think you might be missing. So, therefore, the way to address double-mindedness is to deal with your perception. Well, real quickly, and we'll cover this a little bit more, but I wanted to give you a couple of things today. Perception is the ability to see, hear, or become aware of something through the senses. There's a Latin word for perception that says P-E-R-C-I-P-E-R-E, and it simply means to seize or understand. And I thought that was key because in Proverbs 3, 5, and 7, the word says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. So our perception is something based on our senses, what we can understand, our lowly thought in mind. And it has absolutely nothing to do with the spirit that lives within us who sees and knows all above things that we can't even understand, right? So as I continue to study, God never asked us to to live by our perception or our understanding. He gave us precepts. Precept is defined as a general rule intended to regulate your behavior or your thoughts. In Latin, there's two uh, words that make it up. It says P-R-A-E, which means before, and capari, which is C-A-P-E-R-E, and it means to take, before take. It also combines a word that is in Latin term that is spelled P-R-A-C-I-P-E-R-E, and it means to warn or instruct. I was so excited because I realized that God's precepts are for us to be taken before we arrive in certain circumstances and situations, and it is there to warn us, to instruct us as to which path or which way to go. Just summarizing it, a precept is simply a guiding principle or a rule that is used to control, influence, or regulate your conduct. So when you understand that, to me, 
it just enlightened Proverbs 3 and 5 a little bit more. That's why he tells us to simply trust him. Trust in his precepts. Trust in the guiding principles that he's already set forth for you, and you will not have to concern yourself with double-mindedness. And as I close, I'm going to give you real quick five steps to addressing double-mindedness in a practical way. Number one, establish precepts for your life, your business, and your relationship, unique to you. Have a conversation with God about the unique things and the unique abilities that you've been given, your specific design life for yourself. Number two, once you've established the precepts, you must be diligent in taking action that only aligns with the precepts that you've established. The third thing is to slow down your mind. Stop consuming so much. Stop listening to so many people's ideas, so many things about what's going on and what's working in their life and what's not working, and then going back and evaluating your precepts. Make a decision and be firm. Stand in your differentness, and if the people around you can't embrace it, then you shouldn't be with them anyway. Number four, take thoughts captive under the authority of your precepts. See, our mind is always going to be introduced with ideas. That's simply because we live in a fallen world. But every thought must be taken captive under the precepts that you've established for your own life. Does it line up? Does it line up with the guiding principles that you desire for your life, for your family, for your business, and for all other relationships? If it doesn't, then that thought doesn't serve you, plain and simple. And number five, maintain your focus on God's truth. He said to trust him in all your ways. Make sure that in everything that you do, you make a final decision, that no matter what, God's truth will always prevail. And the basic truth you should always remember is he's always with you. There's nowhere on your journey that you can go that he's not there. So all you have to do is take a step, make a decision, make sure your perception is not clouding your precepts, and be able to move forward on the thing that God has given you. So thank you guys so much for joining us today. I hope today's wisdom has inspired you. And as Aldrina said, you can be sure to just share with us your thoughts and ideas. You can go to your Facebook, uh, hashtag Wisdom Inspired. You can email us at hello at aaccoworking.com. And as always, just join us back on the line tomorrow morning and be sure to share the call if you're getting anything out of it. We appreciate you, and you guys have a great and wonderful day. I hope you enjoyed the episode of Wisdom Inspired that was brought to you by the AAC Coworking Community, a virtual community designed to support female entrepreneurs, business owners, and freelance professionals. For more, go to wisdominspired.net.